God and they're battling fear and anxiety right now. I ask in the name of the Lord God, let that melt away as we enter in and believe, Father, by faith. Lord, our faith is in you. Lord, we are righteous only because of our faith in you. And Lord, we love you and we thank you tonight, Lord God. And Lord, I ask that you will meet every physical, relational, emotional need. In Jesus' name we pray. And God's people said amen. Amen. God bless. God bless. You may be seated tonight. Thank you, worship team. Let's give these guys some appreciation this evening. I want you to take your Bibles with me, if you will, and we're going to go to Nehemiah. Nehemiah, as we've been camped out there for a little bit. As you're turning there, I want you to continue to pray tonight. Uh, in fact, in, before we, as we open up uh, the service as well and pray over the message, let's pray for the youth. They, they're having their youth revival. They started last night, going tonight, and then tomorrow night. And so let's, let's just pray the Lord will reach down and just touch them and just bless them as the Spirit of the Lord moves upon them. Also, I hope you've been in prayer because we're believing God for an outpouring Saturday night. Amen. Let's, let's, let's not wait till Saturday. Let's just go ahead and believe God for an outpouring tonight. Amen. I, I don't know about you, but the more of God I get, the more of God I want. I just can't, I, I believe that's one area we can overindulge ourselves. It's in the presence of God. And there's no one that transforms like the transformer. There's no one that changes like the changer. There's no one that can fix like the fixer. Amen? And so let's, let's, let's pursue the Lord. Also, the, the ministry to our single ladies, uh, Savvy Sisterhood, uh, will be meeting Sunday at 1 o'clock, uh, special lunch uh, for them. And uh, see Jane Adcock, and she's got more details. Father, we come before you, Lord, tonight, and just once again, just thank you, God, for your glory. Thank you, Lord, for the hunger that you stir in our hearts. For, Lord, the very hunger that we have for you did not originate with us. That hunger, Lord God, comes from heaven above. And, Lord, I believe, Lord God, with that hungering, Lord God, there will be filling, Lord God. With that thirsting, Lord God, there, we be, there will be an outpouring, Lord. I pray, Father God, knowing that it begins with desire, Lord. You desire us. And, Lord, I pray that your church should begin to feel the wooing of your spirit. I ask, Father God, that you would do exceeding abundant above all we could ask or think. And, Lord, you know we've been asking for a lot. But, Lord, I believe, Lord God, heaven is not bankrupt, Lord God. And, Lord, you are anticipating, Lord, and, Lord, excited, Lord God, to answer the prayers, Lord God, of your children. Lord, pour out upon our youth, Lord God, like never before. Let them be transformed by the anointing. Lord, just step into that room right now. And, Lord, visit them, Lord. Visit us in this room right now, Lord God. Let the glory of the Spirit of the Lord just begin to infiltrate the hearts and the minds. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As I promised last week, and I, or kind of indicated that we'd come back to, uh, to the plain of Ono, titles of this evening's message is Don't Go to Ono. Look with me in Nehemiah, the sixth chapter. I want to begin reading in the first verse down to the ninth verse as we encapsulate or capture this story. Nine verses will frame this for us. When Sambalit, Tobiah, Gisham, the Arabian, and the rest of our enemies heard that I had rebuilt the wall and there was no gap, not a gap in it, though at that time I had not erected the doors of the gates, Sambalit and Gisham sent to me, saying, Come, that we may meet together 
in one of the villages in the plain of Ono. But they planned to do evil to me. So I sent messengers to them saying, I'm doing a great work. So I am not able to come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and come down to you? Four more times they sent for me like this. But I answered them the same way. Aren't you glad? You've got to have a plan before, the, before it happens. Go ahead and get your plan in place. In other words, go ahead and tell, get your plan in place tonight where the enemy tells you you can't you, or you won't or you'll never succeed or you'll never accomplish. Just go ahead and get your answer lined up and just say no. Just say no. Amen? Amen? Know where you're going to be Saturday. Know where you're going to be Sunday. Get your plan. Sambalit sent to the same request a fifth time by his servant. But the letter was open in his hand. In it was written, it is reported among the nations, and Gisham confirms it, that you and the Jews are planning to rebel. Consequently, you are rebuilding the wall according to these words. You are their king. You have also appointed prophets to preach on your behalf in Jerusalem, saying there is a king in Judah. According to these words, it will now be reported to the king. So come now, let us consult together. I send him this response saying, nothing like these reports that you are saying has occurred. From your own mind, you are inventing them. Because they all wanted to frighten us, they thought they will pull their hands back from the work. But that would never be done. So now, oh God, strengthen my hands. As we look here, as we have been tracking with Nehemiah, we've been, we've been looking at his prayer life. And as we, we have noticed that any time that the children of Israel were going out to rebuild or do a work for Jehovah God, in this case in Nehemiah, Ezra had already sent back, they had erected the temple, but now Nehemiah is there and he is resurrecting the wall. And he's raising the wall and amazingly enough, he did it in 52 days. And so what we see though is the enemy's tactics as we have studied about prayer and the work of God. But what we know there is that we talked about last week is that it started out whenever they had the idea, word got out that, hey, we're going to build the kingdom. We're going to build the walls of this city. We're going to resurrect this place of worship. We're going to resurrect this city, which is the city of peace. Jerusalem, it is here as a beacon in the night. It is here as a lamppost to the, all the nations that we are in covenant with the only one true God. We are doing a work for, the, for Jehovah God. We are doing the work of God here. We're resurrected. We're raising up. We're building the old waste places and we're raising the foundations of many generations just like the prophet Isaiah declared. We are that people. We're lifting these things up. So the enemy was just so happy, he just applauded. No. When the word got out, now, first thing he does is he criticizes, mocks. Oh, if these feeble Jews, if they build anything, what are they going to build? So he starts criticizing. 
And a lot of times, unfortunately, in Christendom, that works. A little bit of criticism, a little bit of mocking, a little bit of offense, and they scatter. I would say, ouch or amen. Come on. You know, it just, it, it just happens. But then once the, once the wall starts, the rubble starts taking shape, and the brokenness is starting to be repaired, now it gets a little bit more intense. There's a threatening that comes forth. There was a threat that came forth. I'm going to catch them in their blind spots. I'm going I'm to come in and kill them right in the midst of the brokenness. There's too much brokenness to be repaired. But we see that Nehemiah prayed and sought God, and they put their hand back to the work, and they continued. Last week, we talked about the manipulation of fear and how the, the enemy sought to deceive Nehemiah. Now, as I told you last week, and just, this is just a recap, uh, Shemaiah is the, one, is the house that Nehemiah had gone to. And remember, Shemaiah's name is one who hears and obeys God. One who hears and obeys God. But see, he didn't hear and obey God, did he? He had the name. He was the priest and the prophet. He was the one that was close to the temple. He came from a long line of priesthood, but he was not for God. He was not with God because he was trying to get Nehemiah to violate the law of God because he was working for the enemy. He wanted Nehemiah to hide inside of the temple. He wanted him to go in there, and so he made a false prophecy. And let me tell you, you can, if there's a prophecy that comes to you, you can run it through a, a very simple filter to help you know if it's of God or not. Okay? Let me just give you real quickly. If it brings fear, terror, fear, confusion, or violates God's word, just go ahead and throw it out. Amen? Amen? I mean, if it, if it causes those things, just get rid of it. So the enemy was wanting Nehemiah because only the, the priesthood had the right to go into the temple at that time. And so he wanted him to violate the law of God and go in there and to hide himself inside of the temple at that time. But he was, Nehemiah was not a priest. And so he was trying to discredit him by deceiving him. And now what I want to talk to you about is what we've run across, this other tactic that the enemy, he, he tries to deceive, he tries to discredit. And I, I'm, I don't know if it's one of his top go-tos, but it seems to work. And that's distraction. Distraction. And I'm not telling you that some of the distractions that we get lured away with are not legitimate needs that are there. But let me tell you, distractions can get the better of us. Distractions can take us away from the work. Distractions are not just us being bad. Sometimes it's just us being overly busy. You know, if the enemy can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. There's just, a, there's just sometimes, there's, there, there's just times where things catch our attention. But tonight, I'm hoping that the Lord will help us tonight as we just look at the Word. As we see from the Word of God how God can, how we recognize what the enemy is doing, where we draw our strength from, and how we remain focused on what God wants us to do. So as we look here, what we see is the work. And if you don't hear anything else, I want you to look at verse 1 because this is encouragement and I know it's for somebody tonight. 
title is tonight is don't go to Ono. Oh the enemy is trying to draw the church into the plain of Ono. Oh when Sambalit, Tobiah, Gisham, the Arabian, and the rest of the enemy heard that I had rebuilt the walls, there wasn't a gap left. The only thing he hadn't done was hang the doors in the gateways, the gates. I was looking at some, I was trying to find some commentary, see what that, because he said, the only thing I've left undone is I hadn't put the doors on the gates. I thought, what is he doors on the gates where there are doors inside the gates and I get all, I got all literal with the text and I was like what is he talking about and it's just I, my conclusion is simply this that you have the gateways the openings he hadn't hung the gates yet he hadn't hung the gates now let me just take just a moment and just tell you that we we see the the wall around us in our lives is the righteousness of Christ. Those, those things, just Nehemiah was a representation of, 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 of Christ type who came and rebuilt those broken, ruined areas of our life, and we see that. And Nehemiah says, now, it's important for you and I to know that once you set the doors at the gates, the gateway, the entrances, you now have authority to what you will let in and what you will let out. Come on, you've got choice. There's one thing that belongs to you that does not belong to anyone else. It does not belong to circumstance. It does not belong to Satan. It is the one thing that does not belong to God. It's your choice. And see, what Christ has done is a complete work. If we will accept it, we enter into covenant relationship with him. And now what we have is God has given us the, the as he reigns, church, he reigns over it all. He's just asking, will we establish a government in his name? Will we assume the authority of being the rulers in the kingdom of God under his authority? And so we have a choice as to what we will allow in our lives and what we will allow out of our lives. Nehemiah said, the gates, the gates, I'm going to hang the doors. God stands at the door of the heart of man knocking and as Peter was the one who came out of prison, went straight to the church, and he, he's knocking at the door. I, I just feel the, the knocking of the door. You know how I can feel the knocking of the door? It is just like in Revelation where he goes and he knocks at the door, and he said, if any man hear my voice, well, how does God knock on the door of man's heart? He does it with the word, and the word of God goes out, and he knocks, and he knocks, and he knocks, and he says, oh, would you let the word in? Would you let the word inside of you. So as we see, Nehemiah is here. That wasn't even the point I was wanting to make, but that's a good point. Okay. I want you to see this. The work is nearly complete. Here, it's, this is for somebody tonight. You're closer than you think. Come on, take it. Just receive it. If you don't want it, I'll take it for you, okay? You're closer than you think. It is always too soon to give up. Now you have become a real threat to the enemy's camp. 
See, when you start begin to understand that your righteousness is in Christ and you do have a choice and there's power in your choice and you have authority on earth through the shed blood of the Lamb, the word of your testimony because you love not your life unto death. Now, church, now you begin to become a threat to the enemy and so he knows he cannot defeat you. His idle threats are not working anymore. He, he understands he's not going to be able to defeat Deceive you. So, what is his next option? I got to distract them. I got to get them distracted. It's, it's a new tactic. Come to the plane of Ono. Now, Ono was really considered no man's land. It, it, it literally was, it, it's where the modern day airport is, is setting in Israel right now, but it, it was in the northern border up near Samaria. And it was 25 miles from Jerusalem. Come on, Nehemiah, come down. Took him two days out and two days back, possibly, potentially, or at least if he was really trucking, maybe he had some uh, uh, Elijah speed and he could, uh, he could run that, that, that place from, from the Mount of Jezreel in, 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 in chariot speed and endurance. I don't know. But nonetheless, it would be at least two days there and back. Leaving the work vulnerable to attack of the enemy. See, why does the enemy want to distract? Why does he want to get you off your post? Why does he want to, with his relentless pressure, four times, five times, little foxes just nipping at your heels? It's not the big things. It's a whole lot of little things. It's one thing after another, after another, after another, after another, phone call after phone call after phone call after phone call. And then you're just, you're like, wait a minute, I need to, I, I need to escape my distractions with more distractions. And next thing you know, you're, you're looking for distractions to get rest from all the other things that's going on. It doesn't help doesn't help distractions he's relentless and then he starts putting the pressure on you starts putting the pressure on you four and five times and now now he's got these letters and he's spreading propaganda about Nehemiah you're going to have to come See, the first four times didn't work. The same answer, as I told you, folks, one of the best offense, uh, one of the best defense is have a good offense. You go ahead and get your plan in place. Because if, if you make up your mind, the devil don't know what to do with you. As long as you're in vacillating between whether I should or whether I shouldn't, am I half in or half out? Am I, am I just going to be here on the weekends and do what I want during the week? Am I going to pray just during prayer time or am I going to pray and have a life of prayer? Let me just go ahead and make up my mind. Let me just go ahead and get all in the whole way, know where I'm going to be, when I'm going to be there, and would stop all of this business of I'll be there with if I can and start being the person is I will only miss if I have to and you start making up your mind yes the enemy will not lay, lay down and roll over he'll just try to come up with new tactics because the old ones are not working 
as Andrea has taught so many times, and I have mentioned many times, uh, when you uh, play sports and you're out there playing sports, uh, if the coach says anything, uh, he said it once, he said it a million times, uh, run the play. I was a football player, baseball Sanders, run the play. I hear the Holy Spirit say to the church, just run the play. <laughs> now, as we look here, notice these letters that this discrediting...